The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. So, boys, cheers. Let's knock them out. Now, I just don't hate it as much as I, I should. Oh, it's horrible still. It's not good. It's not good. Ugh. No, it's not good. What has happened since 2011 where hundreds of people are at a bar cheering to now where I, if you polled 20 people on the street right now, most of them wouldn't know who the Texans play this weekend. What has happened in, since 2011 and 2020? What is the biggest reason why Texans football has nobody's attention anymore? I just think the whole culture changed when they brought in Bill O'Brien. And, you know, when you have that kind of guy trying to take over the whole operation and stabbing people in the back and just being completely unlikable in every phase of his existence. That's going to turn people off. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three. 713-780. ESPN, your number. 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the uh, Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter, at Fred Fowler. F-A-O-U-R. At Josh Innes Show. At Aaron is Blitz. Dad Degenerates 975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And uh, if you missed the first two hours, you missed Happy Hour, which, hey, we didn't have AJ to be maestro. Did the best I could. I thought we had fun. I mean. I enjoyed it. It, it wasn't as good, I admit. I enjoy alcohol, though. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I'm not going to do the stuff AJ does. He's management. He can get away with whatever he wants. I'm not going to sit here and be like. Day interns do this, this, and this, and this. I'm trying to get a job at some point in life. The last thing I need is Josh Innes causes intern to drink himself to death. At that point, you know what? Probably yeah, he might, he, he might be permanently canceled at if that, that happens. Point, if you think a Radio Row kerfuffle can get me canceled, killing Marcus would really <laughs> would really be the cherry on well, top. If you could somehow kill Marcus, you've done something. Well, it doesn't look like a tank. I mean, he's, right, a ta- he, he's a little tank. He's a, he's, I mean, he's a wee lad. Let's, let's not, you know. Let's not uh, forget that, but he's an alcohol legend. I mean, that that guy, I'm telling you, I don't think you can kill him. I, I worry more about Simple Jack and Trey. Simple Jack doesn't seem like it would take much to kill him. Yeah, we don't want either of those guys dead. Trey is a little bit tougher than he lets on, but Simple Jack, not tough at all. Yeah, I... I I just uh, th- those two I worry about. I don't want. I don't want to kill them. How long are these guys set to be interns? When do internships end? Well, Jack actually works here. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, what? Uh, Aaron, do you know? God, I feel like a total loser now. Uh, Jack does. He I think works weekends on the network. Look at that. I feel like a loser. Jack works here, and I don't. Boy, what a tool I am. A, I'm making fun of Jack. Jack is actually higher in the food chain than I am, and I'm making fun of I should start kissing his ass. I love my chemical romance, Jack. <laughs> Bowling for soup. Yeah. God, let me tell you yeah. something, man. I, I adore Liz Fair. Liz Fair is the greatest. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, a lot of fun. So uh, it's been fun fun doing the show. I've always, it's funny. I've been looking forward to doing a show with Josh for a long time, and we've done a few segments together, but 
Yeah, know. here we are. Yeah, and it's it's been fun. A couple of silver spoons. Let me ask you a question because I respect. Ask away. I, I respect the fact that you're a longtime uh, newsman, a journalist. As nice way of saying, I respect the way the fact you're old. Okay. Yes, but yeah. you're a newsman. You're a grizzled veteran. You know what? You don't want to get. You don't want to get. You, basically, you're the. You're what. Uh, what Clint Eastwood portrays in every movie now. I'm just a grizzled old veteran. Why you want to be around me? You ever see that baseball movie with Clint Eastwood where he's a scout? Oh, Trouble where his with daughter wants Trouble to be with the a scout. Oh, that's so awful. The, the, pro, the trailer for it's so great because he's just like, why you want to run the streets with an old veteran like me? Like, that's you now. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So that story in SI, the, uh, the Jack Easterby piece, right? Right. I said this yesterday and some people disagreed. I don't really care about the quote-unquote dirt in the story, because stories like that are written specifically to make Jack Easterby look bad, so anybody they talk to is going to say negative things about him. That like they're not going to use positive about Jack Easterby. It's a Jack Easterby's a weird religious tyrant that's blown up the organization, and the only people who are going to talk are people, generally speaking, who have a reason to talk because either they were fired, they're disgruntled, or they just don't like the guy. Like, so how much stock do you put in stories like that? Let me put a a word in a better way. So the negativity in that story, how much stock do you put in the overall negativity? How legit do you think it is versus how much of it is disgruntled people feeding the information and exaggerating? Well, having talked to a few people over there, I think there's some truth to some of it. I don't know that all of it's true, but I also think there's two or three things that, if true, pretty bad. Well, stalking and, players yeah, is pretty bad. Uh, but I, I, do, I do think with any story like this, and, and they went out of their way to say, oh, we reached out and they wouldn't respond and all that. But uh, I'm pretty sure about 80% of that came from Bill O'Brien. Absolutely it did. And I was talking with Meltzer about this yesterday uh, when he was on the show. I do think that story was angled to make Bill O'Brien look slightly less terrible. And by that, I mean, I go back to the Hopkins thing. That story spins it as, well, Easterby just came in ready to get rid of Hopkins the second he got here. Well, what's one of the biggest criticisms people have of of O'Brien is, oh, he got rid of Hopkins and he had to get rid of Well, that story makes it seem like it was just a th- an idea that came about from Jack Easterby, right. right? So, And I get that still the GM had to pull the trigger and do the deal, which O'Brien did, but there's no doubt. Like, like there's nothing negative about Bill O'Brien in that story, yet Bill O'Brien was there for seven years and Jack Easterby was there for 15 months. So, of course, it came from Bill O'Brien. I have no doubt. Yeah, although I guess uh, the one negative was them comparing him to King Joffrey because that, that's not a no – one, no one wants to be compared to Joffrey. Well, but as, a, as a writer, because I dealt with this when I was in Philadelphia because all these blogs would write all these stories and the quotes about me that would come from people in the office that didn't like me. Like, I, I took someone's job or they didn't like me. Like, I hate the way writers work, whereas, well, I got two sources and two people that obviously have reason to hate this guy, gave me this information. I'm just going to go write this about how this guy's a scumbag because two people with an axe to grind say he's a scumbag. Like, I hate the way that media portion of it works. Well, and... and- uh, and you I lived it. Obviously. Well, I know, but when I did it, we we were we were better than this. I, I hate to say it. I don't want to be. Uh, oh, things were so much better back in my day. Back in my day. But when it came to journalism, and and I've talked about this a lot on air. For one thing, if you're going to write an in-depth piece like this, which just from a purely critical standpoint, too long, way too long, way too repetitive, uh, needed some good editing, needed to be about 
three quarters of the length of what it was. And it wasn't as salacious as you would have thought. No, like no. The, what, was, what do you think was the biggest takeaway? Was it the stalking? Was that the yeah, biggest Yeah, and, and spying on players, I guess, and maybe trying to use uh, language that would uh, you know, make him look more hip that turned out to be racist. Well, well, it's like this. Maybe. When you look at these situations, like, if you don't work in a corporate environment, you don't know that every single corporate environment has someone who behind the scenes is trying to dethrone the next person. That's how the oh, yeah. corporate environment works. So the average Joe who might work in a bank or somewhere listens to this and goes, oh, my God, this guy's trying to get another person fired. Bro, that's everywhere. Yeah. Like, there's always a power. Like, this isn't the first time a guy's gotten a job and tried to become the power holder and everything. That, that, that's, oh. that didn't bother me because that just happens everywhere. Trust me, I dealt with that for 20 years and... Uh, you never knew who was trying to stab you in the back. And it's like I, I told AJ, it's like, I don't worry about somebody stabbing me in the back because I'll stab back. You know, if, 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 if you're if you're coming after me, I, I will I will come back after you with great f- vengeance and furious anger. With but, furious anger. But uh, to your point, though, the, in when we used to do stories like that, we had but that's a kickoff return and a fumble recovery already, and we're like 40. yeah, the mighty Kevin Sumlins are not doing well. <laughs> well right here's, now. A, here's a little Kevin Sumlin, not a good coach. Newsflash. There's a lot of guys that look good at, at U of H and then stink elsewhere. He's now stunk at two places. Kevin Sumlin stinks. But anyway, back I, to the I, story. I don't know that he stunk at A&M. I think he was just, it, he got as far as he could with him. Not as good as the hype is fair. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's an okay coach, but like he's not even good. At, like in Arizona, they live with seven and five every year. I don't know if he's seven and five good. Yeah, well, he also got bailed out at A&M by I, Mike Sherman being the only coach in the United States who told Johnny Manziel, you want to play quarterback? Sure, come on into camp. Yep, Jonathan F in football. Mac really Brown, him. Uh, Chip Kelly both told Manziel, "You're going to play safety for me. You're the size of a safety." And he said, "I want to play quarterback." Imagine looking and they at the both little went, white. You're a safety, son. And yeah. and Rich, and uh, Mike Sherman went, "Sure, come on into camp. I don't care. I'll let you play quarterback if you want like, to." You you do wonder these things like, what is Kevin Sumlin without Manziel or yeah, Keenum yeah. for that matter? I mean, Keenum was a great college quarterback. He's still in the damn league. Yeah. Crushed my Saints in the playoffs a couple years ago. Like, And I get that's all coaches. It's not fair to just say it about Sumlin because what is Belichick without Brady? Who the hell knows? I don't know. So I get it. But Sumlin, like all these U of H coaches, they seem to be great at U of H. Then they get that big hit because it's a great feeder school. That's why it's amazing that uh, what's Holgerson, who's there now, like I think he's there for the long haul. He ain't looking for another job, right? You don't leave West Virginia, come to U of H, because you're looking to go coach it you know, Oklahoma next year, you're you're there, which is good for him. I, I like Holgerson. But all these other guys were kind of using it as a stepping stone. And did any of them actually become legitimate? I mean, Bryles, I guess. Bry- Bryles did before he got rapey. But, uh, but, I mean, the same thing happened. You know how I feel about uh, homeboy up at te- Tom Herman. I hate Tom Herman with a passion. I think he's a clown. Um, and then he's got bad goatee and he's a clown. And then uh, you look at the, the, the balding guy that looked like an accountant that never even got a job. What was that guy's name? Oh, uh the guy that was what the hell's the guy I'm thinking of at U of H? Tony Levine. Tony yep. Levine. You know what? Tony Tony actually all those guys Herman won with, Tony recruited. And if he had started Greg Ward sooner at quarterback, Tony Levine would have still had that job. Maybe so. He wasn't a bad coach at well, all. That was always that's always been my question about Mike Sherman at A and M. Had he not redshirted Johnny Manziel? Does he keep his job going into the SEC because Manziel would have lit the Big Twelve on fire? Who knows? I love what ifs. I was featured prominently once on an NFL network, uh, you know, that top 10 show. I was featured prominently on, I did a bunch of episodes of this. Like they interview you at the Super Bowl. So they're like, hey, Josh, we're going to just add, here's a list of topics for all these shows coming out next year. If you got some hot takes on them, just come into the, the this, like a conference room at the mall or something and we'll interview you. 
So I wasn't featured really in any of them except the what ifs because it was like the most back to the future stuff ever. I love what ifs. What happens if you step on that butterfly back in time? How does it change fate? How does it change the present? That's my fa- That's why I love Back to the Future. It's my favorite movie ever. I love what ifs. How does one little thing change the rest of everything? Let me ask you this question. I know we're totally off topic now. Do you prefer the the time travel uh, method, if you will, in Back to the Future or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Which is a better time travel movie in terms of how time travel is handled? Neither. They, they both suck. Time travel. Uh, don't get me started on this. I, I, Look at what I did. I can Look rant on this for But, let me, but here's, here's my issue with Bill and Ted is that none of it made sense to me. Like, hey, imagine there's a garbage can here and then a garbage can shows up. It doesn't make any sense to me. Back to the Future is at least more tangible and I can understand it. But it's a great movie. Uh, as a science fiction fan and occasional science fiction writer, to me, time travel is... Is it Bradbury? It's the hardest thing to pull off. No, Douglas Adams is my favorite author of all time. Um, and he had some time travel in his stuff, but it was funny. And But it's almost impossible to do time travel right because you have to set some rules. Sure. And if you do that, I thought I actually thought Avengers Endgame did it about as well as you could possibly do it. Didn't see it. Uh, I don't watch superhero movies. Haven't seen any of them. Real talk. Other than Batman 1989. That's it. Mm. And Deadpool. Deadpool's great. It's fantastic, but I don't like superhero movies or science fiction movies for that matter. So, boom. Well, most people don't like science fiction because it's it's amazing to me. Like every like the, the ones they're doing now, there's a reason they're all bombing. They're doing stuff like Ad Astra, and they're all doing these emotional science uh, fiction movies where, oh, we're going to the moon, but... Uh, we're going to have a female commander, and she's doubting herself. And it's like the same <laughs> plot of every single thing. And there's always the one guy who thinks he would do a better job. And, oh, the family, the family's having issues at home. And I know I'm describing the one that was on Netflix that they canceled after one season that I couldn't believe I watched the whole the thing. Jennifer, uh, what's her name one? Gen- what was uh, the one that Jennifer? Um, who was that? What's what? Ben Affleck's wife? Jennifer. Um, Jennifer Garner? Yeah. Wasn't she yeah, that was, that, was, that was one of them. It was so bad, and and people wonder why they make science fiction movies and they bomb. And it's like, dude, go back to good old school science fiction, man. Godzilla versus Mothra, Santa Claus versus the Martians, Starship Troopers, give me man. Some of that. Give went- me Americans and 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 give me human beings shooting up bugs every day of the week. We can all get together behind that. Give me iRobot. That's what I want. See, I'm, I'd love to go back to the '50s and '60s and go watch like. 3D giant ant movies at the movie theater, you know, because I'm an old movie theater guy. That's one of my, I, I love old malls and old movie theaters and department stores. I'm into that stuff. Imagine how cool it was. You don't have to imagine you were there in the 60s when you got to see three dimensional like critter movies. Like there's a giant wasp. I love that kind of stuff. Did you see that movie with uh, John Goodman called Matinee where he played like the, uh, he was like the uh, the movie theater guy in the 60s who you know, it was all about 3D and shocking people, but then like a real ant came and attacked everybody. Good movie. It's called Matinee. Watch it, you bastards. It's fantastic. All right, let's take a quick break. I I don't know where we started on that I segment. I don't either. It's Friday. We're drinking beer. It's That's- all good. Uh, Hillary Swank, not Jennifer oh, Garner. That's who it was. Bad. Oh, God. I'm so- and it was Jennifer so Garner's- bad. Uh, what, what was Swank. that called? It got canceled after one year. It was called and I- Hillary Swank is not yeah. attractive. Uh, not th- or not really that good of an actor. Uh, I'll say it. 
I know she won an Academy Award. It for... was called the next science fiction movie. Is actually what uh, it, was it, it, it was. Just like a one-word title. It was just away, a, away. Yeah. Oh my God. Do not watch this. Okay. I, I, I never tell people this. I say, hey, you might find something about it you like. Do not watch this. It's awful. And, I believe uh, you. Uh, Bob underscore sugar saying pitch black is so terrible with Vin Diesel. You bite your tongue, sir. Riddick is one of the all-time great characters. I mean, Pitch Black, not as good as Chronicles of Riddick. Riddick, not as good as Chronicles of Riddick. But I, I, I love I love the Riddick movies. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Set list, set list. You stole off the stage. This is the Blitz. Blitz. On ESPN 97.5. Hey, guys. It's AJ Hoffman. It's fall, and we could all use a little awesome. Well, our friends at Bespoke Post has brand-new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Who wouldn't want awesome stuff sent to them every month, right? It's like Christmas on your doorstep. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them to pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BLITZ at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code BLITZ for 20% off your first box. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. We were talking about Cobra Kai, I guess, on the break there. And, and uh, HTX Buckeye said the acting is so bad in Cobra Kai, but I did binge it. And, uh, yeah, it was... I mean, for one thing, the adults haven't grown up. They're still just whiny little children. And all the children are whiny little children. And it's just, it's, it's but, but it, you know, it had some nice nostalgia things. And it, it was, I, I don't know that I have any interest in the next season, though. I watched half the first episode and I may watch more. Uh, but I didn't really like Karate Kid anyway. Uh, you know what annoys me, though, is that these these new Creed movies get these great reviews. And then I'm like, it's just Rocky Four. Like, the last Creed movie was about Apollo Creed's kid fighting. He was was... fighting the Russian. And they're like, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's Rocky Four. That's all it was. It bothered me. There's another turnover for Arizona State who had 14 points a minute into the game. Uh, Yeah, this is... is It's over. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Someone brings up Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona is an underappreciated gem of a film. I don't think it's underappreciated. I think it's it's uh you look up where that ranks on uh, among Cohen Brothers movies, it's up there. Uh, oh Brother Where Art Thou is another good Cohen Brothers movie. I mean obviously uh, there's a bunch of good Cohen Brothers movies, but I love Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I really like George Clooney. He might be a loon, but I love George Clooney. He's dreamy and I love him. Ocean's 11, fine film with George Clooney. I mean, he's just 
I find him to be just just wonderful, just a wonderful man on on, on film. I can see why women love him. Um, so we'll we'll go through these. You give me a yay or nay on on Coen Brothers movies, both you guys. All right. Uh, Blood Simple. Don't know if you saw that Didn't one. Eighty four. Uh, thumbs down. That was uh, their first thing, though. Yeah, right? I only went back and watched it because it was their first movie, and I hadn't seen it. Uh, Raising Arizona. Uh, it is com- thumbs up. I, it, it's it's. Oh, it's uh, we're doing thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs yeah. up. All right, this one I'm going to say, and, and you guys will argue with me. We'll, we'll argue this later. I think their very best movie, most this is their most underappreciated movie, 1990s Miller's Crossing. Didn't see it. Oh, Gabriel Byrne, you guys have to see that movie and report back. Didn't see uh, it. Barton Fink, 91. Didn't see it. Didn't see like that's the thing. The yeah, that that like one was four eh. Coen Brothers movie. All right, well. I, I, they've got a few you probably didn't know were theirs, like the Hudsucker Proxy. I do, that's with is that Tim Robbins? Yeah. Okay, that was okay. It was okay. Uh, yeah. Didn't see that one. Yeah. Fargo. Good. Okay. Yeah. Loved it. I know you don't like Lebowski. I I think Lebowski is overrated. Yes. I enjoyed Lebowski, but I don't think it ever lives up to the hype that was fed to me. By correct. It. It's not a horrible like, it's movie. A, it's a good movie, but everybody made it out to be the best cinematic experience I'd ever have, and I disagree. Well, see, I, I don't know about that. I just thought it was a terrific cult classic, and I've been to a couple of Bowski fests, and it's, it's a lot of fun. But it's also one that I, I like it the more times I watch it. Still not better than Miller's Crossing. Oh, brother, we're out there. I, I think we all agree. Thumbs up I on that. Very good that movie. movie. Yeah. Man Who Wasn't There. Didn't see it. Intolerable nope. Cruelty. Oh God, no! That was that one with Clooney and yeah. what's her name, Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's not even a movie. That, that's a, like that's not even Coen Brothers stuff. That's the junk. during that. With that's a like rom com junk. Yeah, Lady Killers. Ah, uh, that was with uh, Tom Hanks. This one to me is a top three. No Country for Old Men. I've not seen it, dude. You got to see that. I love that one. I guess yeah. I that one's to. my number two, but I loved it. Yeah, Har- Javier Bardem is is the bad guy. It's I don't just... think anything is ever going to take Oh Brother We're Out There. Well, Coen the Brothers movies have taken like a turn. They used to be kind of offbeat comedy. Like Fargo is not quite, but now they've gotten a lot. No, but deep. Fargo was funny. It is, but like now it's gotten they've gotten a little bit deeper, right? Like over the last like ten, fifteen years. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so uh, Burn After Reading. A Serious Man. True Grit remake I thought was really good. I don't think it, it rises to the level of I agree. Uh, Miller's Crossing, Oh Brother, We're Out There, Thou and No Country for Old Men. Or Raising Arizona. Or Raising Arizona. But I think it might be number five. Uh, Hail Caesar. I, I, Hail Caesar stunk. Yeah, that was. Stunk. That I had no idea was, what it was about. It was, that was disappointing. The trailer, I'm like, oh, wow, it's Clooney, yeah. and it's like 40s Hollywood, yeah. which I love. It looks like it's going to be great. It and- went about 40s Hollywood. It was just like he's being held. I don't even know why he's being held hostage. Yeah. Like, it was a horror. It was a horrible, 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 boring movie. I I wanted to see it, and then I think I didn't see it on you and AJ's recommendation one day when I was sitting here talking with you guys. It was trash. I, 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 yeah, garbage, don't see that movie. as AJ cool. would say. I won't waste garbage. my time. It was a garbage yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. What was the point of it? Like, I watch it, and I, and I love, like, 30s and 40s Hollywood. Like, I find that fascinating. And so yeah. I thought it was kind of a cool concept. And he's playing, like, you know, Caesar. And, but I don't know. I don't even remember what happens in the movie. It's just a bunch of famous uh, people and a in bunch this of, movie. A uh, uh, bunch of communists, and it just, it just made no sense. It stunk. I It, it wasn't good. And... uh I finally saw this. It was a, a Netflix thing, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Have you guys seen that? That's got what's-his-name in it from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, right? Uh, um, it's it's basically like these vignettes of old Western stuff, uh, and it, it's kind of some of it's tongue-in-cheek and some of it's just downright creepy. There's, uh, there's one of them that uh, it just – I'm like going, dude, I am not stoned enough for this. So – 
I felt like it was uh, it's worth watching. Yeah, but I'd be curious what you guys think of it when you see it. It, it was just very weird, which I like weird. Yeah, I haven't seen it. So have you? This is going to be a dumb question, but have you seen uh, "It's a Wonderful Life"? Right? Uh, yeah. Okay, I had never seen it up until this week. Watched it, and I was sobbing at the end of this movie. My my old boss was like, "You should watch it. It's it's good." I've never seen it, so I watched it on Amazon the other day, and I'm just sobbing over this movie. Like, oh my god, it's such a great movie. Oh, they all brought him the money. That's so like I'm just and like Jilly's asleep next to me. So I'm trying not to blubber because I don't want to cry in front of my lady. You know, I wanted to think that, you know, someone breaks in, I'll F him up good. Like, I'm a man. I got to be a man. I'm laying over there just like, oh, God, George Bailey, it's such a great story. I had never seen it before, and now I love it. Now it'll be a Christmas staple like Bad Santa and uh, and Christmas Vacation. Scrooged. Scrooged Scrooged. should be on that list. Here's here's why I don't like Scrooged. I'm almost vehemently anti-Bill Murray, and I'll tell you why. Because Bill Murray is vehemently anti-Bill Murray in anything that's good. If, you, if you're like, hey, where's one of those Life Aquatic? He's like, yeah, that was a good movie. You're like, what about Kingpin? I kind of regret making Kingpin. Well, what about Scrooge? Yeah, we didn't really like the final script of Scrooge. I did it anyway, but I didn't really like Scrooge. That's my issue with Bill Murray. He seems to dislike all of his best stuff. And then he's like, but boy, when I did that uh, Wes Anderson movie, boy, St. Vincent, that was a movie. Like, I don't know, he, he has too much self-hate for the stuff that we all like. Like, Kingpin's one of the five funniest movies of all time. My guess is he hates Kingpin. And he did something that I thought was just scummy. So he did this uh, Garfield. He was Garfield in this movie. And when it was over, he goes, yeah, it was such a bad movie, but I thought it was going to be a Coen Brothers movie, but it was actually different Coen Brothers. There's the real Coen Brothers, and then there's another Coen Brothers. And he's like, I thought it was like the Raising Arizona Coen Brothers well, then why did you make the sequel after you found... Or when you found out it wasn't, why didn't you say, no, nah, I'm out, you're Bill Murray. You can get out of stuff. So Bill Murray's hatred for Bill Murray kind of makes me hate Bill Murray. But I love him, too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm torn. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm a mess. All right, we'll take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's The Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. ESPN 97.5. I assumed you knew. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. No, A.J., before we get to some lines, I have to say I was listening to you coming in, Josh. And you played the two of the worst songs I think I've ever heard in my life. That's something. The Religious Christmas Shoes Thing. Yeah, it's an awful song. It's a, it's a, it's a it's, staple on, like, Delilah. It's one of the worst things I've ever heard. Yep. And that Dolly Parton thing, let me let me make sure I get the plot of this song correct. Yep. Uh, random little girl shows up with dog on porch. Yep. Wants candy or stuff like that. Something to eat, yeah. And somewhere to sleep. She wants, like, uh, a yeah. bed. Yeah. Uh, daddy's off getting drunk. Mommy's <laughs> off turning tricks. Yep. Uh, That's the plot. Stranger lets her in. Yep. And she and the dog die in their sleep. Yes. 
So what really happened is Dolly poisoned them Probably. with the candy. Probably, yes. And, and put them in a garbage can and asked her friend uh, to watch them in Florida under the carport. That was... Uh, that that was, song is called Me and Little Andy is the name of that song. Um, it's a horrible song. Yeah, I, I don't like songs... Especially now, I don't. I don't want to be depressed by music. Sure, don't don't bring something like that. Oh, a little girl's gonna. Die. I'm gonna laugh at it. I'm gonna turn it into a, a funny thing. Well, that's. I'm most- sad about the dog dying. Little girl, I could care less. Yeah, whatever. I that's how I. The only reason I have any emotion in that song is because someone's dog died. The yeah. little girl, I'm like, well, you know, not, it, eh. you know, living's not for everyone. Yeah, little little girls, it happens. <laughs> so, you know, some people get a bad draw and have bad parents. What are you gonna do? You know, I'm fine, but the dog. I did feel bad for the dog. Well, and Dolly poisoned them both. But she did. I, I, I you know, I, I like stuff that, you know, I, I like upbeat stuff. I, and especially now in the Rona. Sure. Yeah, you know, and and I don't think that we should be, the guy should be out writing depressing songs right now. I would agree, but like seventies, that was nothing but depressing. Like singers and um, songwriters. Yeah, that, that's because they were all on drugs and they were all depressed. But then disco came around and things were happy. But nobody. And then everybody hated disco. Oh wait, you know what tomorrow is? Holy hell! I forgot to tell you. Oh boy! So tomorrow is the Bee Gees documentary on HBO. Oh boy! I forgot. God, tomorrow's going to be a great day. LSU's going to get bludgeoned by Florida, and then after that, I'm going to watch the Bee Gees documentary. I love the Bee Gees, and this is going to be great. It's going to be on HBO tomorrow, and I like, I'm like i all about the disco music. I'm all about happy. What's wrong with music? You say you like happy music, about getting laid and having fun and doing drugs. That's what hair metal's about, and that's what disco's about. What's wrong with that? You know what happened? Grunge came in, and they said, oh, I'm going to shoot myself. Mm-hmm. All that depressing stuff. All that Kurt Cobain crap, and it took all the hair metal out of things. You know what hair metal was about? Either you know, your chick leaving you. Or it was about drugs and sex and booze and partying, man. Or suicide. That too. That that happens on occasion. And some of them are about stopping suicide as well. What's the one I'm thinking of? That's uh, the the damn hair metal song about uh, about not killing yourself. What's the one I'm thinking of? There, there's so many of them, but the, it, it's about what am I? Ah, man. And some of them are also depressing, like "Fly to the Angels." That's kind of depressing, I guess. But what's the one? I'm th- what is the hair metal song I'm thinking about? That was about. It was an anti-suicide song. What am I? Th- it's like it's. It, 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 you wouldn't even know it. Maybe that it's an anti-suicide song. It's a very well-known hair metal song. Damn! Now I can't remember. But hair metal, by and large, was about drugs and sex and booze. And then Kurt Cobain comes in. He's like, "Hey, you guys want to shoot yourselves? Let's go!" And people are like, "Yes, this is transcendent stuff." No, it's depressing crap. You want to see depressing crap? Watch this uh, Courtney Love documentary of her home videos with Kurt Cobain. It's just two disgusting-looking, grimy humans rolling around on top of each other and doing drugs the whole time. Gross. I'd rather watch fun stuff like Warrant doing fun stuff in the '80s. That's what I want to watch. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to be sad. I don't know why anybody want to be sad. Me neither. Yeah, and I mean, unless you legitimately have depression and you're that's your way to, to cope with it. But otherwise, I, I mean, I don't want I don't want sad music, especially especially now. Now I'm upset because I can't think of this damn song. <laughs> the it's an anti-suicide uh, hair metal song. Um, it is what is the name of that damn? I'm upset with myself. I'm a failure of a human. I should know this. 
Uh, what is the damn song called? It's I don't know. As we do lines here, I'm gonna, that sounds great. We're going to do some lines, and then I'm going to think of this anti-suicide song. Uh, I know what the damn thing uh, is. All right, while you're thinking of it, I'm yes. going to blast through these lines, and you just say which which side you like. All right, cool. Titans minus 7.5 at Jaguar. Titans, I guess, but I think the Titans are not very good. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I'm lean Titans here. Pass for me. Cowboys minus three at Bengals. I like the Bengals a little bit. I got the Bengals at three and a half, actually. I can't get myself to bet on the Cowboys for anything. And Trey took the Cowboys. So if Trey took the Cowboys, that's an instant fade. So I'll go Cincinnati. Uh, Cardinals minus two and a half against the Giants. Don't mind the Giants here. Me neither, because you know who stinks? Arizona kind of stinks. I think they've lost five of six. And here's the thing. The Giants, they're five and seven. Should have beaten the Eagles twice. Guy drops a pass that would have won the game and ended it. They very well could be a six and six team as well. Uh, but who's the is uh, is Colt McCoy still the quarterback or is our boy back? That's the biggest question in that. I, you know what? I think I think they're fine with Colt McCoy. Something's wrong with Kyler Murray. He's just he doesn't look like the same quarterback. A couple of weeks ago, he I forgot who they were playing, but he had a shoulder issue. It was in a primetime game, I believe. And he suffered a shoulder issue, and, I, and I'm with you. He hasn't looked the same. But I, it's hard for me to roll with Colt McCoy in anything. Though. Joe Judge said he would be, I think, closer to a game-time decision. Of course they he's a game-time decision. Yeah, it's, it's impacting my betting. They Thank said he you. looked good in practice, but they don't know if they want to push it to a game. Okay. Yeah, uh, Texans minus one and a half at the Bears. Texans might be the only team where their entire backfield now has the Rona, and they'll be better off for it. I think you could try to homeless out there. And it'd be better than Duke Johnson and David uh, Johnson. I'm taking Texans. The Bears are a total train wreck, too. And they're probably, I think they could fire their coach. And the song is Don't Close Your Eyes by Kicks. That's a suicide song. I didn't even know that until a couple weeks ago. Don't Close Your Eyes, Kicks, suicide song. Yeah, Anti-suicide song. It's not really an anti one because she already kills herself in the song. Oh, uh, well, whatever. Yeah. Well, it, 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 no, that is a, it, it is. It's telling people to not kill yourself, essentially, is the point of the song. Right? But, you know, pull up those lyrics and we'll read them for him here. I think the word suicide is in the song at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It but I'll is. go Texans, by the way, because I think the Bears are a mess. Vikings plus six and a half at Bucks. I'm actually leaning Buck here. I hate to be on the square side. But. You know what bothers me is those damn Vikings are going to get in the playoffs. They're going to get there and they're going to beat the Saints because that's what they always do, and I hate them. <laughs> uh, Chiefs minus seven against the Dolphins. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be on Chief here. Yeah. I, I uh, think they, they put it on the Dolphins here. The Dolphins, you feel like they're due to collapse at some point. It's, you know what's going to be funny is everybody in Buffalo is so psyched because this is finally their year to win the division. What happens if somehow Miami wins the well, division? Well, that's the thing. Miami's been right behind them. But, <laughs> I know. But I, I think uh, they haven't they haven't played a, uh, a team of this caliber, really. In, uh, Agreed. And I think the uh, Chiefs are going to turn it up a little bit. Colts minus three at Raiders. Probably leaning Raiders, me but I'm, uh, it's not a play for me. Uh Seahawks minus 13 and a half against the Jets. AJ and I talked about this yesterday. I don't like giving up 13 and a half in the NFL. I kind of feel like the Seahawks are going to be pissed off and are going to stomp a hole in the Jets. I think I might give up the 13 and a half. You say that, but there's been a couple of times this year the Seahawks should have been pissed off, and then they're kind of not. Maybe they're just not good. You know, like, and now listen, the Jets are a waste, and the Jets should want to lose, but I don't know, man. Like, let me ask you this. What is the talent difference between Seattle and the Raiders? Like, like, clo- like in an even match between those two teams, what's the line between Seahawks those two teams? minus three on a minus three? That Raiders team had to have a hail mary basically it, to beat the Jets. So yeah, in New York in a noon game, sure. uh, a different situation. I, I, I think this is a uh, a really bad spot for the Jets to go to Seattle 
And I, I think this is a bounce back game for the Seahawks. I'm, I don't know that I've ever given up 13 and a half points in an NFL game before. I'm going to do it here. Do, do you, you believe that Seattle is a contender? Yes. Uh, so what we've seen of them is just kind of a fluke in the last. I mean, they're not great. But uh, their offensive line has not been playing very well, which has gotten a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson. Defense so not he's great not, either. Well, the defense, the defense is coming around after some of those deals they made. So, again, uh, this is a key game for them, but I think they stop a hole. Falcons minus one at the Chargers. I refuse to play either one of these teams. <laughs> they find ways to lose. Pass. Uh, Saints minus seven at Eagles. I think the Saints cover that. I think the Saints beat them pretty good. Everybody's hyped up on uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, but don't forget, the Eagles have a dreadful offensive line that's completely beat up. Their secondary is awful. They have one good unit. That is their defensive line. So maybe they put a little pressure on uh, on Taysom Hill throughout the game. Outside of that, there's not one unit where you'd go, oh, the Eagles have the advantage in that game. So the Saints are going to win big. Uh, football team plus three at 49ers. I, I might lean football team, but I'm, I don't have a play on this well, one. Well, me neither, but I look at it this way. You've got uh, the 49ers who are are what they are, right? Football team's still in the middle of it, and they find ways to beat people. Uh, right now, who would you take? Is it Nick Mullins still the quarterback of the uh, 49ers, right? I mean, you take an Alex Smith or Nick Mullins. Alex Smith every week has seemingly gotten better and healthier and more confident, right? Yeah. So, you know what's going to be funny? He's going to go down as like the most average quarterback that everyone thought sucked ever. You'll go back and look at Alex Smith's numbers in the last decade, and you'll go, those aren't bad numbers, you know, but people are always going to view him as the bust in San Francisco. Uh, he he put up some terrific numbers in Kansas City. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, historically, under Andy Reid, he also outdueled Drew Brees in the 20. 20- 12 playoffs and beat them in San Francisco. Every time Breeze made a play, Alex Smith, bang, touchdown, bang, touchdown. So he's had moments, uh, and he's not as bad as people think, and he's gotten better. And, I mean, dude, give him credit for coming back from that gnarly-ass injury, too. My God, he could have died. So I'm with you on the, the football team. It's a battle between football team and Giants to see who wants the NFC East. Uh, Bills minus one and a half against the Steelers. I, I, I'm leaning Bills here, but I, I don't know. If I'm going to jump on it or not, I think the uh, the Bills have kind of been overvalued all year. But so I also the don't Steelers. think Steelers. Yeah, maybe I, I do think the the Steelers are. I kind of feel like you're buying low on the Steelers because of last week. But that's fair. And then uh, finally, Ravens minus two and a half against the Browns. I think the Ravens. Ravens yeah, I'm yeah. with the Ravens. The, the thing is, the Browns people are really hyped up on them now. And they forget that Baker is still the quarterback, and who knows how good Baker actually is, right? So, dude, I, I, I take Ravens all day, and that's with my disdain for Lamar Jackson. I would still take the Ravens all day. There's your jam right there. Don't close yeah. your eyes, though. Don't do it. In the middle of a suicide, I believe, is one of the lines in that song. Uh, I had no idea that song had anything to do with suicide at oh, all. Oh, yeah, that, the whole thing's about. That, uh... It's a jam, though. Yeah. Little kicks for Little damn Yankees. I love hair metal. Ozzy and Lita Ford, the crew, Dokken. You know it's an underrated song, really quick. When you think of Winger, what song do you think? Uh, well, 17 was the... Sure, and the, what, they had another... Uh, uh, there's a couple. But Winger, an underrated song is called Miles Away by Winger. It's like kind of one of those power ballad type of jams. Miles Away by Winger. Totally underrated jam. Kip Winger was at one of my dad's concerts last year. Got drunk with him, briefly. And it was a fine time. He might not have been drunk, but I was. And I got to introduce Warrant to come out and perform. And all I did is sing, Sometimes She Cries. And someone's in the corner like, can you hurry up? And I'm over here like, Sometimes She Cries. Because I'm a fun drunk.
And don't you forget it. Favorite Warren song? Uh, oh, the, that is uh, Sometimes She Cries. Actually, okay. And then Down Boys, Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinkin' Rich. Uh, Mine's uh, Uncle Tom's I Cabin. I Saw Red, Uncle Tom's Cabin, Heaven. Warrant is an underappreciated gem of a band, and it's sad that Janie Lane had to die in, like, a best western somewhere. Uh, it's a shame, because that's a legend right there. I'm all about Warrant. Down Boys, one of the first openly gay songs. Where the Down Boys go. All right. Hey! <laughs> Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. You're listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. I don't know how I can explain that in a cooler and more doper fashion. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz, and we're just talking about Kix's other song. They were a two-hit wonder. Uh, They're no docking. Uh, they are not. Blow my fuse was their other big song, which you can guess what that's about. I can imagine. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is where we do a little thing called stupid stuff. Yeah. Stupid stuff. We've said this week. Yeah, I've been doing temperature checks. I always do a temperature check before I come in, and then I do one when I'm outside the office. I finally got it to 97.5. Now i got to get my temperature down to 92.5. Uh, you become a I lizard? we need to kill you for that. <laughs> I think Cal McNair is pretty self-aware of the fact that he's not a lifelong football guy. That's not his bread and butter. I mean, I don't know what his bread and butter is. I, I mean, I think it's mm-hmm. it was being... Bob's son. Mm, having that mustache. But Rain Man says, how many Texans fans would sacrifice their firstborn to be 11-1 and one right now? Well, if you were 11-1 and one right now, Bill O'Brien would still be here. Yeah. So, I might hold off on the sacrifice. Yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't. I'm keeping my firstborn. Let's, uh... And he's just all right. <laughs> if you're Alabama, if you're Nick Saban, put yourself in Nick Saban's crusty old shoes. Probably Skechers is my guess. Put yourself in his Skechers. Chuck Yeager died this week. 97 years old. First man to break the sound barrier. Very famous man. All right. Also known as a meister. All right. <laughs> Come on. It didn't even deserve like a... No, I, I liked it. I liked it. I, I was waiting for that. Yeah. yeah thanks, Harry. Yeah. Uh, see, that goes in... Uh, uh, she going stupid stuff. <laughs> You know who could succeed at Syracuse? I know it, it, it doesn't Jim look Jim Brown. No, he's dead. Oh. I think. Donovan McNabb. Mm, no, I think he's also dead. But he had success at Syracuse. He did. Marvin <laughs> Harrison. Uh, didn't he shoot somebody? Art <laughs> Monk. <laughs> Are you just looking up famous Syracuse no, alums now? Just tried to Is that what you're in. doing? How about Charles Palillo? Now that could work. Now we're talking, Bubba. <laughs> Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Barely got, almost had a mouthful of meat there. That's what she said. Uh, did she? Did she really? No. Never. Not if she knows me. <laughs> I have a, a couple friends working on this uh, Chinese drink that's supposedly awful so hopefully well, they we'll just that. put pp in the coke isn't that the eh, thing i think so i don't know no that's not how that works mm, i thought the, that i heard that something 
I'm old and... Well, you know, though, it's, if that's okay. I, I, I don't blame you. I almost actually did that for the first time on air today after uh, eating all that meat. <laughs> Maybe there should have just been a music category today. Maybe so. That's, that's a lot of big music names. Uh, Imagine if those dudes had a band. John Lennon, Scott Weiland, Dimebag Daryl, and Mozart. What about Pimp I mean, C? And Pimp C. And Pimp C, yeah. <laughs> It'd be Linkin Park, basically, is what it would be. <laughs> That Alicia Stone is one piece of ace. I know from experience, dude. No, no, you don't. Yeah, but her and a friend of mine got it on. No, no, they didn't. I'd rather hear what Bane had to say about his sexual experience. You're putting Chris Farley from Billy Madison? Fine. That Alicia Silverstone is one fine piece of ass. Uh, Yeah, that that actually worked. Just fire like three or four of these caprinas. Yeah. And that's all that matters because if you get to the bottom of the third one oh, yeah. and you've had a nice night out, you're going to look good anyway. You get the bottom of her. Whoa, whoa. Oh, where'd that come from? Come on, <laughs> man. This is a classy joint. Yeah. Stupid stuff. We said this week. Oh, good stuff, Aaron. Well, this was fun. What do you got going on this weekend, man? Oh, God. I don't even know. I'm going to go uh, see a movie tomorrow, actually. Uh, because I heard you guys talking about movies the other day and how you guys don't like to go to the cinema. When I used to do mornings, I used to go to like five movies a month, five, six, seven movies a month. I love going to the movies. Uh, I think I might go see Die Hard at the cinema tomorrow. Bam, go get lunch and go see Die Hard at the cinema. How about that? So, And then watch the Saints beat the Eagles, watch LSU get bludgeoned, and that will be my life. Not bad. No. I'm going to go pick up the old dog and head over to, uh, we're going camping outside of Beaumont. Already set up and, and everything's working fine now. So, fingers crossed that I'll have my TV and be able to watch football. There you go. And get a little fishing in and uh, Look you at know, you. a little drinking and just relaxing and trying to uh, stay as far away from human beings for as possible for a weekend. That, that's winning. You out in your camper. Boy, you're doing some living, man. You're doing some li- Not the kind of living I want to do, but you're doing some sort of living and hey, it fits you. Uh, well, it, fits, it looks it, good on you. It fits the wife and I'm trying to keep the wife happy because she's the rich one. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Aaron, great job. Uh, Fun times at happy hour. I want to thank everybody who uh, participated in that and didn't die. Hopefully they're not all out there really drunk still. Uh, I think they're fine. Josh, fun times, man. Hopefully hopefully we'll do this again. Absolutely. I'll kill AJ and we'll do it full time. Sounds good to me. I'll beat him in a kickboxing match (laughs) for the job. Yeah, good luck with that. All right, uh, till Monday, stay Rona free, bitches. Sports is ESPN 97.5.